Good afternoon. I am Pastor Antonio Eubanks of Heath Ministries, where we believe in using the Word of God to heal, empower, and teach so that you may be properly equipped to help establish the kingdom of God and its principles in your families, communities, and world. If you're in the Metro Atlanta area, we invite you to attend our Sunday service for a life-impacting experience. Please visit our website at heatministries.org for more information. We would love to hear from you. But for now, we pray that you enjoy this message. God bless. And we're going to start at verse 21. Matthew 15, and we're going to start at verse 21. And I'm going to be reading out of the English Standard Version. Matthew 15, verse 21. And I'm just going to read through it, you know, to get through it, and then we're going to come back and really break this thing on down. Amen. And it says, and Jesus went away from there. He went away from somewhere. We'll figure that out in a minute. Amen. And withdrew to the district of Tyre and Sidon. And behold, a Canaanite woman from the region came out and was crying. Just put a note there that she's a Canaanite woman. That's very important. We don't know her name, but we know what nationality she is. A Canaanite woman came from the region, came out and was crying. Have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David. My daughter is severely oppressed by a demon. But he did not answer her a word, and his disciples became and begged him, saying, send her away, for she's crying out after us. He answered, I was sent only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. But she came and knelt before him, saying, Lord, help me. And he answered, it is not right to take the children's bread and throw it to the dogs. She said, yes, Lord, yet. Even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table. Then Jesus answered her, O woman, great is your faith. Be it done for you as you desire. And her daughter was healed instantly. 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 Amen. We have a story here that is very central and key to a a, 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 a shift, a almost a prophetic shift in the word of God. And it's very important and it's funny because it happens through a mother. That we see a prophetic shift that happens in the word of God where you, you, see, you see a foreshadowing of things that are about to come but have not come yet. And it happens with a mother. Now, see, we can tie that to even in the natural because when we're looking for a shift or when we're looking for something to change in, 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 in the natural realm, it, it, a lot of times it, it comes through It comes through women. And even more so, it comes through the, the mothers, the ones that, that birth things out. Amen? Amen? But we have here Jesus. He, it says he withdrew from, from where he was. It says he went away from there. He went away from there. Where he was previous to that was in, was in Jerusalem, and he was hanging around and hanging out with the church folk. Yeah, yeah. 
And being the church folk as they were at that time, like some church folks are of this time, they were not fully taking in his message. You know, they, they liked it. They liked it when he took the little fish dinners and made extra meals with it. You know, they, they liked they liked it when he healed here and there and did stuff. But when he started like checking them and, and really giving them a not so feel good, not so comfortable message, they kind of rebel against that. Kind of like we do today. Amen. Keep it 100. You know, it's, we, we love it when we get prophesied houses and cars and, and new jobs and raises and men and, and wives and husbands and all that kind of stuff. But but when God said, you got to get your life right. Well, see what had happened, God. You know, or, or you got to stop drinking or, or you got to stop sleeping around or, or, or you got to you got to start going to church. You got to need to read your Bible more. You need to pray more. Well, see how, how, how my account set up, God. You know, we, we start coming up with excuses. And it says in verse 21, it says, And Jesus went away from there. And he withdrew to the district of Tyre and Sidon. See, this is very important where he went because he had left Jerusalem, which we is symbolism of the church, and he went to the Gentile nations. So he left what is called the church and he went to the world. Ain't that something? And see, that's what prophetically is happening right now, that as a whole, you don't see Christ in the church. Christ is not lifted up. The, the, the pastor is lifted up. You know, I was talking to a pastor yesterday, and we was talking about, you know, that, 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 that a lot of these works will die when the pastor dies. Because I can name a couple of pastors right now, and I can put $100 right here, and I guarantee you wouldn't be able to name their church. You know them but you don't know their church because they're lifted up. Now, I'm not saying that they do it on their own. A lot of times it's the people that lift them up, but, but Christ is saying, no, I know it's supposed to be lifted up, and if you can't do it, I go somewhere where it will happen. So he left where he was, and he went to the district of Tyre and Sidon. And in verse 22, it says, and behold, that means you, you got to pay attention right here. That wasn't behold, that wasn't no fancy no uh, Bible words to mean pay attention. I know you're thinking about Mother's Day brunch after you get that leave and all that. Pastor ain't gonna hold you that long because I know you want to go eat with your mamas and all that. But behold, take take hold, pay attention right now. It says a Canaanite woman from that region came out and was crying. Whole bunch of stuff right there. Canaanites. For y'all don't have, you know, need a little quick Bible history, I'm gonna make it real simple. Canaanites was like Crips and Bloods to, to, to uh, Jews and Canaanites. Them two didn't mix together. You, you like the Hatfield and McCoy's. You just didn't, Jews didn't fool with Canaanites. And Christ was a Jew. He was a Jew, he was Jewish. And, and, and for a Canaanite woman, that's the other thing, she was a woman. Christ was a rabbi, a teacher, meaning he was held in high regard. He had a position in the Jewish culture. So that means that women really weren't supposed to speak to him out of turn. That's right. So we got a woman who is a natural enemy of the Jews, and she's a woman. And here she do come out. She came out crying. 
have mercy. She came out. Said, help me with it. She came out. See, some of y'all, it's time for y'all to come out. Despite what somebody else may think of you as being an enemy, despite where somebody say, no, it ain't your turn to talk right now, despite where what your surroundings may be, you might be in the wrong place at the wrong time, but sometimes it, it gets that point in time prophetically where it is time to come out. I'm telling you, for some of y'all, it is time to come out. I don't care what you was. I don't care where you've been. I don't care who you was connected with. I don't care what you've been through. But right now is time to come out. And it says she came out crying, crying. She has something about tears. Tears serve a purpose. Tears, tears helps, helps to release. Tears helps to release that thing that would kill you if you didn't let it go. It would drive you crazy if you didn't let it go. It's like hitting a pressure valve. Like I just gotta let it out. I don't know where else to go. If I don't, if, if, if the water don't come out of my eyes, it's gonna come, I'm just gonna bust. But they also serve to, to water the ground. If you water the ground with your tears, and it's nothing like tears when you water the ground. You water the ground in preparation for what? Planting a seed. For planting a seed. And so she comes out and she's crying and she said, have mercy on me. Oh Lord. See, that's key right there. She's a, she's a Gentile woman, an enemy, a Canaanite woman. And she comes up to Christ and the very first thing she said, have mercy on me. Mercy on me because I know I'm not even supposed to be talking to you right now. I know I'm not even supposed to be around you right now. But have mercy on me. And how many know that that's what God, God has mercy on us. He doesn't care what you've been through. He don't care what you look like. He don't care what you're doing right now. He, he, see, he says, I will give you mercy. But here, here's the thing that she had over even the Jewish folks who was in the church. Mm -hmm. And this is what you got to catch. She said, have mercy on me, oh Lord. Oh Lord. Yeah. Immediately she's saying, you know what? If you give me mercy, I'm going to make you my Lord. Yes, yes, yes. How many church folks don't even catch that? God done gave you grace. God done gave you mercy. But you still won't make him your Lord. Because when she said, have mercy on me, she said, oh, Lord. Because I can hear her. I can, I can, I can imagine in her mind, she, she remembered the scrolls or somebody might have, you know, heard it. She heard it around where it says, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. So she saw this man, because they called Jesus. And when she said, have mercy on me, oh, Lord. Because if I make him my Lord, then I ain't going to have to want for nothing. If you're still longing for a lot of stuff, he might not fully be your Lord. See, it's one thing to give God weekend visitation. It's another thing to give him full custody. See, you don't want to get in a custody battle with God. You ain't going to win. Amen. You know, you, you, you can't take God to court for child support. Amen. You don't want to get in that battle. He wants full custody. And she gives it to him. See, the church wouldn't even give it to him. He, he left them. He said, he said y'all don't even get it. You don't even understand it. But here's this woman, a Canaanite woman, a Gentile woman, a sinful woman, or whatever you want to wrap her up to be. But she gets it. She gets the revelation. And she says, oh, Lord. And then she, she don't even finish that. She said, son of David. She's making it plain and clear to him. I know who you are. That's right. That's right. 
I know who you are. You, you my Lord, but I know the only reason I'm making you my Lord because you're the son of David. And for you don't, who don't understand that, that means he's saying you're the Messiah. You're the one who was sent to deliver people just like me. She getting revelation that we in the church, some people are sitting in church for 25, 30 years and don't get what this woman is saying right here in this one little passage. They don't get that full revelation that, that we have a Lord who is our Messiah who will deliver us, who will break us free. It says that whom the Son says free is what? Free indeed. It ain't no happenstance. It ain't no accident, amen? But here, here's, what, here's what's driving everything. Here go the mother part. She says, because my daughter, my daughter, my seed, the, the, the thing I'm, I, I birthed it into this nation and, you know, into this world. And see, for men, we can connect to it because it's anything that we're trying to, that, that we're trying to put forth. He, she, he, she's saying, the thing that I possess, the thing that, the thing that I created, the thing that I put into this earth realm, it, it is something wrong. It's severely oppressed by a demon. It's severely oppressed by a demon. Is severely oppressed by a demon. Well, guess what? Some people say, well, you know, I don't have nothing that, that, that I put out that is severely oppressed by a demon. Well, I would, I would venture to say that it's probably not true because, because demons show up in all kind of different ways. You know, my demon might be a little different than your demon. I was talking to somebody yesterday, and they was like, you know, they was like, I finally want to just release this. And that, you know, it was at another place I was at, and they was like, you know, I, I'm addicted to playing lottery. Every time I, I, I get get paid, I have to go play play the lottery, and and I don't know if it's an addiction or whatever, but but I know I gotta play, and then my then my wife get mad at me because 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 I be hiding the hiding the money and hiding the tickets. I said, boom, there you go. If you hiding it, you know it's wrong. Plus, if you doing it. Because then he started really going and saying, you know, I, 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 I try not to stop by the store, but then I do. I find myself turned in, and I say I'm only going to play $5, but then before I know it, I done spent 60 and 100 I said, you are addicted. It's an addiction. That, that's your demon. See, because the thing is, he was like, he was like, I know you probably thought I was going to say that I was addicted to, to drugs or crack or to women or something. I said, an addiction is an addiction. They just manifest in different ways. But see, the, the root of that thing, the root of that thing is an addiction. And you got to get down to why are you addicted to it? Because you are severely oppressed. See, addictions only manifest because of pain. Yes. Yeah. And you do that thing to try to ease that pain. I'm not telling you what I heard. I'm telling you what I know. Because you're looking at somebody who was addicted. I was addicted to women, addicted to drugs, and addicted to fast money. Amen. So the whole thing is the fact that when you're addicted, you are severely oppressed by a demon. Some demon. And so God is saying that this woman here, she recognized multiple things. She said, I need mercy. I need you to be my Lord. And, and I know that you are the Messiah who can do all that I'm asking. And why, God, do I need this? Because 
because my, my daughter is severely oppressed. I'm not even coming for myself. See, it's something about the power of love of a mother. Amen. That 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 that, that love that mama got, it, it overcame her fear because she could have been stoned to death coming up to a man, a group of men and trying to talk and ask for something. But that, 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 that love for her child, I don't care what's going to happen to me. I got to get to the to some answers. She, she came over, overcame her shame because she was a Canaanite woman, but you don't see her in, in this way, anywhere she coming in and, and bowing down and, and curtailing and saying, if you wish you could please, uh, you know, and, and acting all slave-like mentality. No, she coming with a specific request and she laying it all out. I need your mercy. I need you to be my Lord. I know who you are and I'm doing it for this. Yes, right. Yes. My child. Mm -hmm. For my See, her love is more powerful than any of the hardships that she's been going through. Because how many know she was going through hardship? When, when, when the thing that you have created and you put in this world, when it's demon possessed and it's being oppressed, or, or it's being twisted and turned, how many know that that's frustration? How many know that that's hardship? She was in a lot of pain when she came up to Christ. She was going through a lot of things when she came to Christ. You know, you, you, you might have your finances oppressed. Your job might be oppressing you. Your man might be oppressing you. Your wife might be oppressing you. Your people around, your family, you know, your, your mama might be oppressing you. Even though it's Mother's Day, and you're like, Lord, why did you give me this one? Amen. But, but God God always works things out what, for the good. Amen. So he, he might have gave you that old crazy mama because he said it's something, it's something about her that I need to have a little bit in you. So that way when folks try to get crazy with you, you, you got a little crazy in you so you can step right back to him, amen. Cause every once in a while you gotta, you know, you gotta show folks a little something. Just every once in a while. Every once in a while you gotta touch them a little bit. Amen. And let them know. But I thought you was a Christian. Yeah, you thought right, but you thought I was a fool too, and you thought wrong. Ain't no way the word it comes Christian and fool is the same thing. Amen. So she she comes back in. She says, "My daughter, my daughter, my this, my thing that I created, my the thing that I have birthed it." See, some of y'all trying to birth things into this world right now. You're trying to birth books. You're trying to birth businesses. You're trying to birth birth a, a, just a whole a new life or if or a new location to live. And and, and it's things that are attacking it, trying to oppress it, trying to oppress it. See, the the thing is, when you look at that word oppress, thank you God. Let's let's look at that word quickly. See, oppress, oppress, oppress. It, it, that, that means the opposite press. See, it's something that's trying to press you forward. Trying to press you forward, but then there's also an opposite force that's trying to press you back. So now you feel like you caught in the middle and you getting squeezed. But God said, don't worry about being in the middle and getting squeezed. He said, because that's called a wine press. He said, I'm pressing. He said, I'm going to use a force that's pressing against you, and I'm going to press you even harder. Because what I'm trying to squeeze out of you, see, the enemy don't know that the more he pressed, the more I'm pressing. So that when I can squeeze that thing out of you that you wouldn't have came out with unless the press was on. See, sometimes God will use the things that are oppressing us because he's trying to get that thing out of us. Otherwise, we'll keep sitting around that old no good man. We'll keep sitting around on that dead end job. We'll keep sitting around. And see, until you feel the pain of oppression, pain is the precursor to change. This woman got up that day and said, nothing, no more. I can't deal with this. 
no more. So you got to have them no more days. Ain't that right now? No more. Amen? You got to have them no more days. I ain't doing this no more. I'm not living like this no more. I'm not going through this no more. I'm not dealing with this no more. I'm not fooling with them no more. I'm not going through that no more. I'm going to the Lord. I'm going to the Lord. But then here it is in verse 23. She did all this. She came up to him asking him for mercy, told him that he was the Lord. God, I'm a, I, I'm a, you my Lord. You, you can rule over me. I'm giving you my life. You the Messiah. I, I got a door. I got things in my life that I need to get, 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 get right. And then in verse 23, it says, but he did not answer her a word. Imagine that. This woman what we all just been discussing right now, this woman comes up to him and Christ is standing there and don't say nothing. Just quiet. How many times have you went to God with what you going through? God, I can't deal with this no more. I, I need help. I, 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 I'm, I'm suffering in this. I'm about to Go crazy. Help me, God. I, I, I'm willing to give this up. If you just take this away from me, I'm, I'm willing to stop. I don't want no more. And you hear this. Silence. You, you, you don't even hear your own thoughts. It's so quiet. It's so quiet, the enemy ain't even talking to you. You just, you just left out there to yourself. There's this guy that wrote a song named Andrew Peterson called The Silence of God. And in one verse it says this, it says, it's enough to drive a man crazy. It'll break a man's faith. It's enough to make him wonder if he's ever been sane. When he's bleeding for comfort from thy staff and thy rod and the heavens only answer is the silence of God. This woman is coming with her request. And God's Christ, his only first, his first answer is quiet. He don't say nothing. He don't say a word. He just sit there. But then we see right there in the same sentence, and his disciples came and begged him saying, send her away. For she's crying out after us. How I many know that a lot of times when God is silent, like you can have plenty of other folks around got everything to say. Everything. They got everything to say. Just, just do it. If I was you, I'd do it. If I was you, I wouldn't let him talk to me like that. And you know, the, the, you know all that. You know, they I wouldn't handle it like that. See, see, ain't nobody coming at me like that. This is how I get down. You know, I'm, I, I stay lit. You know, I'm turning up. You know, let them come at me like that. Knowing they would do the same thing. You know how I'd be on the job. Oh, I wouldn't let them talk to me like that. Let them come up in here talking to me like that. But then you see them, the soul the manager come up. They, they the first one. Like, shit, you come to manager, y'all. Where all that big band is at then? You see what I'm saying? See, everybody got something to say. And here go the disciples. 
the, the church folk, so to speak. See, when I say church folk for the people who don't come here often, you know, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not talking about us because we ain't church folk. We kingdom kids up in here. Amen. Amen. Church folks who come to church and play church and, and you know know how to you know how to play the game. You know, you can play church when you're two years old. You know, you can get you a little pulpit, get some folks and run around and do all that, you know, and all that kind of stuff. It's easy to play church. Amen. But walk this kingdom thing out. Amen. That's why I say that the road is narrow. Amen. The road is narrow. Because you pay them folks, you ain't gonna run it, you ain't you, you ain't gonna worry about having no company in church. But when you get on that kingdom road, you might be out there by yourself. Even with the disciples saying, come on, just 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 send her away. For she crying out after us. What's she crying out after us for? We can't do nothing. See, that shows something about them, but they ain't even gonna get into that because they just saying send her away. But it ain't that they saying send her away without healing. They saying heal her. As we're going to see right here in the next verse, you, you'll see because some people say that they're just trying to get rid of her. They was like, no, just, just heal her so she can go on. Just, just give, give, give her saved and push her on. And that's what happens a lot of times in the church. We, we'll have folks come to altar and get them saved, but what about tomorrow? See, this woman was looking for something more than just, 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 just healing. That's why she came. I need mercy. She started off with herself, mercy, oh Lord, I need you to take over my whole life. Yeah, I'm coming because my daughter is kind of messed up, but at the end of the day, I need you to take over my whole life. Yes. See, there's plenty of things that'll get us to God, but how many know that that ain't the, that ain't the reason that he brought you to him? See, he, 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 he cancer, he allowed cancer into my life. That's what finally got me off from running around in the street and brought me to him. But how many know that that ain't what he didn't come, he, he didn't want me to come just to get healed from cancer so I could go right back out there. All right, that's, right. That's, like, that's like you at the swim pool and somebody drowning and they don't know how to swim. You go in and save them. Then as soon as you give them CPR, they're like, okay, I, I'm fine now. And they go dive back in. That, that's crazy, right? Don't go crazy. Well, that's just as crazy in the church. That's just crazy in the kingdom to do that. But in here, and, and so this is what the disciples are saying, do. Just, just send her home. Heal, heal her daughter and let her go. We got other things to do. But then in verse 24, I like this. He says, he answered. This is Christ talking. A couple words in the red, you know. I mean, no, even the black ones is Christ. Amen. Amen. <laughs> he answered, I was sent only to the lost sheep of Israel. This, this is where the prophecy is finna happen. See, because a lot of people don't realize when you're reading the scriptures, when you're reading the Old Testament, I mean the New Testament, the first, the first four books of the gospel, Mark, Matthew, Luke, and John, Christ is Jewish. At the time Christ is living, because that's the time they're writing about him living, they're under the law. There is no grace. Christ had not yet went to the cross. So Christ is telling her, I was sent only to the lost sheep of Israel. I was sent to the church, which he's telling her the truth under the law. Under the law. I'm saying this for a reason. Under 
the law under the old covenant, under the old testament, under the old contract. But see, here's this old Canaanite woman. And see, this is the part I'm trying to get you to understand. See, there's going to be some folks that's in the world that's going to get a revelation quicker than the folks in the church. And then the church folks going to get mad. Well, why they come in and now they all of a sudden balling and, and living a life prosperous and doing all that? Because they got the understanding of who they were in Christ. They understood. He says, I was only sent to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. In verse 25, it says, but. How many how know them buts shift things around? You got to get your butt out the way so things can turn. It says, but she came and knelt before him saying, Lord, help me. How many know that is the most powerful prayer that you can ever pray in your life? It don't take no fancy theologian words where, you know, thou holiest one of thy most high God of the echelon of the ecclesia, whatever, ecclesia. Lord, help me. Lord, help me. But see, I like how she said, because a lot of times, a lot of folks, we just say, help me. How many know there ain't much power as Lord help me? See, just to say help me, that's the prayers that I used to pray when I get too drunk, you know, and feel like the world coming upside down. Help me. If I promise if I if you help me this time, I won't do it again. See, see, help me is just is self-centered. Help me is just get me out of this situation and I'll get back to you later on. Help me is, help me is, I, I messed up, but I, I want you to fix this and I'll put you back on the shelf until I need you. Help me is, I think you're just a genie and I can just rub on the bottle and you poof and come out and meet my needs and then you go back in. But, but Lord, help me. That's saying, you over my life. And in order for you to stay over my life, I need you to help me because I'm weak because I don't understand. I done messed it all up. I done did it the way I know how. But now I need somebody to drive this shit because I done ran it off the road. I need somebody to take over because I don't know what I'm doing. How many of us willing to be honest and say that in situations in our life? See, that's why the word of God says the heart is the most deceitful of all things. Because it'll make you think you got it going on. Everybody else know you ain't got it going on. But some kind of way you convince yourself that you do. Everybody know you broke. Everybody know he don't like you. Everybody know he left you. Yeah, but, it, it, but, but the thing is, it's like we don't want to own up to that. I remember watching this old episode of um, Andy Griffith. I know some of y'all don't even know what that is. Mayberry and all that. And it was this woman in town, she was so prideful that when her husband left her, she had a funeral. And told everybody that he had died, you know, on a, on a business trip. And, and you know, and, and had a whole funeral and everything. And lo and behold, the man ends up a few years later showing back up in town. Showing back up in town. And see, that's what I'm saying that to say is because a lot of times we don't want to own up to really what's happening. Really what's going on in our life. It's nothing like being honest with yourself. Like this woman is doing right here. She's saying, Lord, help me. Help me. 
Lord, it says in your word that when I'm weak, you are strong. That's why Paul said, I'll boast in my weakness. Because when I'm weak, I know I got a God that'll come in like a superhero and take over this thing. But see, he got to be your Lord. He got to be your Savior. He can't just be that genie in a bottle that you only call on when your money don't line up with your bills. See, because Lord helped me in saying I got $100 bills and only got $50. That, that just helped me. Helped me come over to the 50. And we want the miracle to rain down out the sky. But how many know the miracles were made for the wilderness? The promises, the, the blessings are made for the promise. God wants us to live in blessings. Miracles is just to get you to the blessings. That's right. That's right. But in order to do that, you got to have what? Him as your Lord. And then he answers in verse 26. He says, and he answered, it is not right to take the children's bread and throw it to the dogs. Good God, Jesus. First, you ain't say nothing to the poor woman. Then when you say something to her, like, I ain't come for you. I came for the Israel. Then she kneeled down to him and said, Lord, help me. And he said, I ain't going to get a children's bread to the dogs. Come on, G what, Jesus? Yeshua. The Messiah. The Holy One. He done called this woman a dog. A female dog. You'll catch that when you get home. Jesus? Jesus. For real? Why do you think Putting her through this, the silence, the apparent rejection. And then he's saying, you know what? I, I can't give what was meant for the children to the dogs. She coming for her child, but he had to still say, I can't give what was meant for the children and throw it. To the dog. He said, throw it to the dog. He didn't say, leave it out for the dog. He said, I, I ain't even going to throw it to you. Come on, Jesus. What, what, what you really trying to do here? How many times have we done that? We go to God and he, 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 he first he answers in silence, but then he starts saying stuff that don't quite make sense to us. And, and we like, what, what, wait a minute. That, that ain't what I, no, hold on. This, this is me, God. Do you? You forgot who you talked to? I ain't the, the devil. I might act like him sometimes, but I really ain't him. I mean, dude, I'm, I'm your child. You, you, come on, what's the, what's the problem? He said, it, it ain't right. It ain't right at all. But here's the shift. Because see, Christ was talking under the law. Because under the law, it was not right for him to bless a Gentile. Now he had, he, see, here's the beautiful part. He had, he had, he had delivered and, 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 and healed Gentiles before, but they were always in Jerusalem or Jewish territories. He had never done it in Gentile territory. Healed a Gentile, healed a non-Jew in a non-Jew territory. Now here's the shift. Verse 27. She said, now we don't heard what he said, but she said, yes, Lord. Still got the Lord right there. <laughs> like, you can keep on trying to push me away, but you, she like, she got that Ruth anointing on her. She's like, I'm going everywhere you go. You ain't going to leave me, Lord. 
She said, yes, Lord. Yes, yeah, what you saying? Yeah, that, that's right. Yet. See, that yet means I got some revelation. I, I got some understanding of everybody else. I got some understanding your boys ain't even caught on to yet. Come around here and let me teach you something. I'm going to teach your boys something about who you are. Yet, even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table. I hope you're getting that. That ought to set you off right there. She said, yeah, Lord, you right. You right. The, the, the children's bread shouldn't be thrown to the dogs. You right about that under the law. Oh, but God, I know something about that grace that you're holding on to. I know something about that thing that you're getting ready to do on the cross just for a person just like me. I'm trying to touch in right now. I ain't waiting for then because I'm trying to get in before it even happens. I'm trying to walk prophetically. I'm trying to walk before it even happens. I'm trying to connect before the move of God. See, there's a move of God, but then there's also a precursor to the move of God. See, we, a lot of people want to jump on the wave, but how, how many know it's best to be there when the waves start? She said, yeah, you're right, but yet even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from the master's table. See, Christ was calling it the children's bread. We know bread to be what? The word of God. Amen. She said, yeah, but the, but the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table. Their master's table. So I can imagine her saying in her mind, Hearing, hearing that David scripture where it says, you know, you prepare the table before me in the presence of my enemies. Because see, as a Canaanite woman, as that doggish woman running around at the table, all her enemies are at the table. But she said, I know you got something. You got this thing called grace. You got this thing that looks past who I am. You got this thing that looks past what I've been through. You look past what I'm going through. You look past what, what I've done and did. And, and God, all I'm saying is, I know you can give me a crumb. But then she shifts everything when she said, Master. So she done, he done went from a Lord, and now she's like, look, we just going to cut through the chase. Look here, bro. I got some stuff that needs to happen in my life, and you the man that can do it. I know that I done, I done heard about you. I've I, I seen a couple of little things, and you, you showed up here for something because you don't never even come over here. What you here for, Jesus? If you ain't here to heal my daughter, then what you come for? But but how many know that they ain't right all that though? You know, that's how it went down though, believe it for real. That's how it went down. What you here for? Because but see Jesus was liking that. Because see, the silence, when God is silent in your life, all he's trying to draw out what he's already put in. See, it was something already in this Canaanite woman. It didn't matter where she was born, but she had the revelation of Christ already in her. See, when God gets silent on you in your situation, it's because he's trying to draw out what he's already put in. What do I mean by that? Make it plain, Pastor. When you used to be in school, or for some of y'all who's still in school, when you get ready to sit down and take the test, do you hear the teacher talking? No. Why? Because she done already put in you what you're supposed to draw out during the test. So Christ went silent on her because he like, it's something in her. But I need for it to come out. 
She already done came, but now I need what's in her to come out. And so he goes silent. And then he appears to reject her. And then he appears to, to talk bad about her. And she like, yeah, God, I, I hear you saying all that, but, but, but I'm not going to let go. I'm going to be just like Jacob. I'm going to hold you. I'm going to wrestle you because you're going to bless me today. I'm not leaving until you give me what I came for. I came for you to be my Lord. I came for you to give mercy to me. I came for you to heal my daughter. I'm not leaving until I get something. Now, either, either you're going to wear out or I'm going to wear out, but I'm staying until I get something. How many of us stay in prayer like that? No, what we do is we go to God, God, give me, give me, give me, and then we get up and leave. We don't stay and see what God has to say about the situation. See, this woman was having a valley experience like we were talking about last week, but she had the revelation to know that God is not just the God of the mountains to the Israel, to the church folk, but he's a God of us out here too. He's a God of the people in the valley, the people who don't know how they're going to make ends meet, the people who going to go crazy if they don't have somebody to come and save them, the people who are depressed, the people who broke, busted, and disgusted. God is the God of those too because God says, I came to, I came to the world. He saw love the world that he gave his only begotten child so that those who will believe shall have what? Eternal life. That's what the word of God says. He says, He says, You, you, you won't you won't get this from me throwing throwing it to the dog. Yeah, God, but yet the dogs eat crumbs. I just need a little bit of your word. I don't need the whole thing. I just need something to stand on. I need something to stand on. See, you ain't got to sit here and try to become a theologian and, and read the, the Bible from front to back. Now, sometimes all you need is one word from the word of God. That's all you need to walk on. You just need one little promise from God. Okay, God, you said that you're going to supply all my needs according to your riches and glory. Bet. Let's walk. I don't need to know nothing else about all what you're going to do. You already said this. I need you to do this first. Then we can get to that other stuff. I'm just, I'm, I'm holding on to this one little receipt. Amen. Yes, yes. I like that. She said, all I need is a crumb. Give me a crumb. Uh -huh. See, them folks, they trying to eat all the bread, and they still don't get who you are. That's right. They go to church every Sunday, and they still live the same way. They, 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 they think they're going to just change into something just because they go to church. No, you're not going to change just because you come to church. If you don't believe me, go stand in your garage and see how fast you turn into a car. <laughs> it don't work that way. <laughs> so then in verse 28, I'm finishing right here, she says, or he says, God, she went through all this and says, then. So I like the then. Then lets you know something has transpired. The prophetic shift has occurred. She just walked out of the law into the grace. She just walked out of oppression into freedom. She just walked out of bondage into being set free. She just walked, she just walked from, from, from broke, busted, and disgusted to prospering. She just walked out of death into life. She just walked out of darkness into light. How many more I got to do? You get what I'm saying? So something shifted, but it wasn't because it wasn't because she just she just desired it. It wasn't because she just wanted it. She put faith and works together. She said, "I believe in this man called Christ, but I got to put something to it." She said, "I got to go to this man, despite what everybody else think." 
See that some of y'all need to be delivered from other folks. Other folks? It ain't even demons that are oppressing you. It's them folks around you you call friends. And some of y'all just need to look at them last three letters and put it to an end. Fry the end. Then in verse 28, then Jesus answered her. It's funny how there's all these different answers. First, he can answer her word. Then he answered her, you know, with the law. Then he answered her with an insult. <laughs> but then he answered her, oh woman. Oh woman. That's powerful right there. That's powerful right there. I, I want you to catch that. He said, oh woman. We don't even know this woman's name. We just know she's a Canaanite woman. He could have said, oh Canaanites. He could have said, oh dog, because you'd already called her one. Right? Oh, 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 oh person with depressed, oh, oppressed child. He could have called anything, but he said, oh woman. What that was saying is Christ was saying, I'm connecting with you. Yes. I, I, I'm having compassion on what you're going through. Mm -hmm. What he's saying really right there is, I'm, I'm finna make this thing personal. Mm -hmm. I'm finna, and I can imagine if it was a movie scene, you would see, you would see everything else fade to black. Yeah. And, you, and you would just see Christ and that woman. And that's all, and the, the spotlight, you you know, the, the stage the stage play right, he would say, now cast lights in the middle of Christ and the woman. You know, fade a soft glow on her face. <laughs> you know, put a put a little light in his eye, cause you know, Jesus, I got a twinkle, you know, make, make it look holy. <laughs> and he says, oh woman, oh woman, oh woman. In them two words, he said, I feel what you've been going through. I understand what you've been going through. I, I, I know what you've been going through. I, I, I'm compassionate about what you've been going through. I, 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 I understand. I, you, you, you ain't by yourself in what you've been going through. Oh, woman. And I'm about to change some things. He says, great, great. is your faith. Great is your faith. And see, it's funny that he's saying this because even though his boys in the fade to black, you know, there ain't no spotlight on them right now. They fade to black. Remember the scene we set up? It's funny that he said this because if you read back prior to the previous scriptures, he had just finished checking his boys in the same chapter. So he's doing two things right here. He, 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 he declaring the faith of this woman, but he's trying to let his boys say, see, this is how you do it. This is how you do it. Y'all, you see what she doing? Y'all, y'all need to get just like this. Cause she got it. She uh, y'all been with me for how many days? She just showed up and she got it. She says, Oh woman, great is your faith. Then he says, Be it done for you as you desire. Be it done for you as you desire. Now see, a lot of people say, well, you know, that, that her, daughter, her daughter got healed, because it says, and her daughter was healed instantly. But 
I like that because it says, be it done for you as you desire. What all did she desire? She desired his mercy, remember? She desired for him to be her Lord, remember? She desired for her him to be the son of David, the Messiah, the Savior of her life, remember? She desired, she desired what? For, for him to be her what? Master. It was the daughter that prompted her to go, but her true desire was really what was in communicating the, the fact of what she wanted. Mercy, Lordship, Messiah, Master. So then that's what makes this even more powerful because he says, be it done for you as you desire because of your faith, because you stepped out. Because you believe when there wasn't no reason to even believe. Because you held on when it wasn't it didn't like you supposed to hold on. Because you stayed the course. Because you went through what I put you through. Because you passed the test. Yes, yes. It says, great are the afflictions of, the, of, of, of us, of the righteous. But the Lord shall what? Deliver us from them all. Thank you. All. And it says that her daughter was healed instantly. instantly. See, I love when I see that in the word, instantly. Because how many know sometimes we need some instant blessings? We need some things to happen instantly. We need some things to, to, to come on. He, 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 she received commendation. He, she received approval. And she received a blessing. See, some people look at this as a miracle. No, it wasn't a miracle. This was a blessing. He was bringing her now from the, from the, from the, from the wilderness of her experience into the promise of her blessing. And so not only was her daughter healed, but she was healed. She was healed. She was healed. How many know that that's what we need? We need to be healed whole. We need to be healed fully. We need to be healed completely. But we got to be like this woman, this mother. It's got to be something that, that you desire in your life to change. So much so that you go past what you feel. You go past what comfort is to you. You go past what everybody else got to say. You go past... Even what you might have thought that you heard God say. That's right. And say, God, I'm just ready to be healed. I'm ready to be made whole. I'm ready to be made complete in you. Have mercy on me. Oh, Lord. Son of David. Have mercy on me. Oh, Lord. Son of David, have mercy on me, O Lord, Son of David.